0: everybody, to another episode of uh, Influence Factory. I'm sitting here with Jackson Delisle. We are live on location at Social Media Strategy Summit in Chicago. What do you think so far?
1: I think it's amazing. We've heard from people uh, such as Microsoft. Uh, we heard from our good friend Ryan Pena, who's actually going to be on here in a couple seconds. He's standing in our green room, so... <laughs>
0: He's, uh, and he's agreed to sign on for one more season. Can you believe it? One more season. He's going to be with us.
1: We also have uh, people such as Brianna Jacobs, who or not the Brianna Jacobs, yes, the, from the one who organizes this whole thing—and she's going to be on with us in a few minutes as well. So, and you guys saw her live on Social Media Strategy Summit, the virtual conference.
0: So, uh, anyway, we want to make sure we uh, bring her on. So let's get Ryan.
1: Yeah, let's get Ryan on.
0: Ryan, without further ado, from Be The Match, the leader in lemons, uh, Ryan, Pena, everybody. Hi. Say hi. So uh, remember, folks, you can ask questions. You guys are experienced. Ask questions in the questions area. Anything you want to know on social media and all kinds of stuff. So uh, so what do you think so far?
2: About the summit? Yeah. It's great. It's always great. I mean, this is just... Uh, I love all the this this the about the opportunity to meet so many amazing people that are facing the same challenges, but also innovating in creative ways and learning about that innovation. I just love these events. I I love coming here. Obviously, it's been it's been great to have the opportunity to be up on stage and welcoming such amazing speakers like like Susan from Walmart and um, just having them kick it off. Uh, Microsoft dude, I thought he was. I wasn't in that session. Oh, yeah. I wasn't in that one because I was uh, moderating a different track. So, but I, I saw the tweets about it. I mean, it's amazing. So,
0: yeah. So what's interesting. is I asked you earlier, like, what social media platform? Because there's been uh, a lot of changes um, in uh, social media with blocking, and and you know, we've got Zuckerberg on Capitol Hill and all that stuff going on. So there's a lot of changes in platform. But you you guys are using Sprinklr, right? And you still like that. Microsoft uses Sprinkler, so it seems to be like that, seems to be everybody's go-to, at least as I'm surveying.
2: Yeah, you know, it's uh, there's so many tools out there, and there's a lot of good tools out there, and I think the interesting thing, to your point, about all the changes that are happening with privacy and everything, which is, I mean, at the end of the day, it's gonna be all for the better. It's gonna make the platforms better, less less sketchy things happening. Uh, but the, the, the thing that we have to think about uh, as marketers is when we think about a tool, um, we can't just look at what it does now and the shiny objects and the cool features and stuff. We also have to think about, you know, how how much investment are they making into this tool to maintain it? Because we'll have things like this. And we were talking about earlier about the potential inability to, to, to tag in some tools, all that stuff. If you if you have a tool that is a tried and true resource that has been around for a while and they truly work directly with those social networks like Facebook and, and Instagram and Twitter and all of that you know that when there's a big change that happens, they're gonna be on top of it. Versus a shiny new object tool that maybe most people don't know about or has only been around for a couple of years. The challenge with that is when there's a big change, like what we're seeing now, those tools are gonna to take a while to catch up. And so so I'm not not going to sell anybody on Sprinkler, Sprinkler, it works for us. It's one of those kind of tools. There's others out there, but just really make sure you do your homework.
0: So, uh, can everybody just type in real quick what your favorite social media channel is? Like, what's your social media go-to channel of choice for your business? So, another thing that um, I think is interesting, and you know, we have all the tracks here of everything that's getting covered, is there's a whole piece, and you know, you and I talk a lot about video, but video strategy, marketing best practices, and you went from a for-profit company to a non-for-profit company and and doing this sort of you know whole be the match campaign H- how's that transition been for you
2: yeah well first of all i got to say um just looking around and seeing everyone eating and i'm so hungry <laughs> so, well and you so can't, you can't mean, wear jeans i can't wear, je- retweet can't retweet wear you can't wear jeans out. here yeah,
0: <laughs> we're at the club you cannot wear jeans at the no. union league club in chicago
2: anyway but no seriously though i just so i'm trying to like get all the energy to, to really uh, talk about this because I am super passionate about this topic. And and and, and yeah, I mean, I I recently um, started several months ago working at Be The Match. Um, they're doing life-saving work, literally life-saving work, and I get to be a part of it. So, so to kind of get to your question, I'll, I'll frame it up with a little bit about what the company does and why we're doing what we're doing because that kind of helps make sense. But um, the organization's nonprofit. We work to save lives through cellular therapy. Outside of the scientific world, what that really means is um, Patients that are, are battling uh, blood cancers like leukemia or blood disorders uh, like sickle cell, they um, sometimes during their journey, their last bit of hope to be cured is to get a marrow transplant. And so we have a registry of millions of people at Be The Match that have joined the registry by signing up online in five minutes, getting a kit in the mail, they swab their cheeks, they send it back to our lab, and then after processing, they're in the registry. And if they're matched one day, they get called to go through a non-invasive outpatient procedure um, to save someone's life. And so it's a very powerful thing. And so what we get to do as marketers and and with the video content is um, you know, we used to do kind of the traditional thing years ago where we would be a, a news feed of like, this is who we are and what we do us, 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 us. And now what we do, which works so much better and what a lot of people are talking about here is user generated content. So user generated is is uh, such a weird thing to think about. But it, for us, it's, it's our patients. It's the people that are searching that have those stories. They supply us with cell phone video footage. They say, you know, I want to share my story with the world. Can you help amplify that? So we get more people to join the registry and hopefully save my life, but also other people that are searching. So we take their content that they give us. Um, we overlay it with some um, some text screens that kind of help the story get moved along, a call to action at the end. We make it very simple, but it's really more about their story. And that is obviously what pulls at the heartstrings of people. Um, and, and, and obviously the searching patient feels like they're doing everything in their power to try to find their match, which is a crazy powerful thing to say. But I'm so honored to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, and what's interesting is uh, you said the key word, I think, is story, because I think we're in a, we're in a time where it's okay to tell your story online, and yet there are so many people that are afraid to do that. Yeah. So when you're trying to get someone to yeah. tell their story, what do you what do you tell them?
2: Yeah, you know, a lot of times actually, um, they come to us. Oh, so 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 it's fortunate. So in this case, it's easier. Yeah, and it's it's we usually get an influx of people that, that want to share their story, and that's wonderful. Um, but there are times where, where where we're seeing maybe local media pick up a story like in Michigan or something like that, and. And we actually learn of, of the searching patient for the first time through some traditional media and even social media. And when that happens, we do make outreach to them. And they're obviously familiar with Be The Match because they're working to get people to join the registry. Um, but we you know, level set with them, see what's going on, how they're doing, and then we, it's not really an ask. It's more of how can we help um, amplify your story and, and get more people inspired by your story to join and, and, and help you out. And so, you know, it's obviously the traditional methods then, um, if they want to work with us and share assets with us, videos, pictures that they've taken, um, uh, then we have them sign a media release, uh, and, uh, and we give them a pretty black and white picture of what we're going to do for them. That's
0: super cool. Super cool. And uh, just real quick before, because I know the lunch is brewing over here, so you've no got to get... anywhere. This is I nice. know, I know. Isn't this nice? Uh, you guys were able to get on the Today Show, right?
2: Yeah. So, good Morning America. Good Morning
0: America, yeah. And so... Tell, Give me a snippet. How the heck did that happen?
2: So this is actually what my talk's about. Uh, it's literally the talk, talk in a couple hours is how a tweet got us on Good Morning America. And and it kind of is clickbait, but it's true. I mean, technically, a tweet did get us on Good Morning America, but it was, just like anything, it was um, it was relationships that we had established before. You know, Robin Roberts, um, and unfortunately, she um, was a patient uh, uh, several years ago, but she was able to get a transplant from her sister, which is great, but she's very familiar with Be The Match. She's a huge supporter of us. So we've done work with her in the past of, of, of her helping raise awareness to the cause. Um, but anyway, uh, there's a searching patient, like we were talking about a minute ago, Chris, who uh, is 21 years of age and he has leukemia and he needs a match. And he created this campaign around lemons for leukemia. And this is what I'm gonna be so talking he about. He
0: created the campaign.
2: It was his idea, him and his buddy, Dylan, created this idea, they're super smart, um, creative, creative boys, and they have this bucket list, and one of their bucket list items, the things that they want to do in case he doesn't find a match, is is to make lemonade out of lemons. You know, it, you know this yes. this is this is terrible. It'll you know, news, and it could really lower someone's kind of motivation to do anything. But for him, he wants to raise awareness and get people to join for him, but also for other people. So he created lemons for leukemia. Um, We supported it. Um, we saw influencers on YouTube picking it up and doing the challenge, kind of like ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, but in it for a different cause. Uh, and it went basically viral. And so we did the challenge. We supported them. Um, we, we basically challenged Good Morning America and Robin Roberts, and amongst other people. And within less than a week, she accepted. Did you challenge her on social media? Yeah. So we did a video. Of us doing the challenge and on social media on the video we we said we challenged robin roberts and the entire good morning america crew within hours she tweeted back at us and said i accept this this is amazing and then the next day we're on national tv with our tweet saying we got this tweet we're all going to do it next week on the record setting day we're going to join forces with chris with dylan with with be the match and we're going to do this and that's what happened a week later we were on national tv um there was a trickle effect a lot of wonderful success records were set Um, So, so amazing to see it all happen with uh, with social and marketing and all come together for great, great things.
0: Right. And Kate, who just checked in, I can totally relate. You know, they have a a great nonprofit that helps uh, children with learning with hearing disabilities. So, you know, it's like I think everybody's always wondering, well, do I have to come up with all this stuff? And it sounds like you took a great idea from somebody that was in your camp, you know, yeah, I guess right. a, a fan, right. however you want to look right. at it, <clears throat> and then you took their story and amplified it, is that accurate?
2: That's exactly right. We, we obviously supported Lemons for Leukemia before the, the YouTube influencers really took over and kind of made it a bigger thing. Now, there was definitely some, some organizations and podcast companies and other influencers that were doing great things with Lemons for Leukemia, but there was a pivot turning point on February 20th when Casey Neistat, who's a huge YouTuber did the challenge when we saw that we knew we had it we had to jump in and uh and help raise even more awareness and support what was going on
0: well, listen i'm gonna let you go get something to eat okay. and you've been amazing as usual so thank you, thank you will man. you sign on for another season with us
2: you know it's it's not will i it's like how much like let's just do this for the rest of our lives <laughs> this is just amazing.
0: well everybody loves you so it's like awesome so let's thank ryan give him a thank big you. uh social influencer uh Uh, you know, welcome, if you will. And then uh, we're going to bring on our next guest. So uh, thank you, man. Enjoy the food. So as we're transitioning here, um, these people never get to eat and I'm stealing them during their lunch hour. Come on in, come on in. This is Brianna Jacobs. With without her, this conference would not be possible. (laughs) So I just want to thank you again for bringing this to Chicago. There's a packed room here, of course. If you, you know, obviously you guys are on our Twitter account. So, um, so anyway, just what do you think about it so far?
3: I think it's going great. I mean, um, yeah, I mean it's a, a room full of smart marketers, really good energy. Lots of good questions during the sessions. Um, a lot of really good, good case studies. So it's it's always inspiring to see this this group come together and just share ideas and you know discuss their challenges and just get real time feedback from other marketers in the room and the speakers, of course.
0: And I tell you this all the time, but it's probably one of the only conferences where um, I've seen everybody openly share. So like, there's it's almost like there's no secrets. Mm-hmm. And coming from an IT tech background, that's like. That's like never heard of, you know, so so it truly is a social conference where everybody's sharing. And I noticed this year you you put together different tracks where you broke out sort of content creation, storytelling, which we were just talking to Ryan about video strategy and and evolving. So what I like about it is every time you have a conference, it sort of evolves with social. So how do you keep up with all that?
3: I mean, a lot of the, um, you know, we, we hear feedback from our attendees at every event. So we're, you know, I'm, I'm really diligent. I'm sure you know that every time I'm on the stage, I'm like, please, you know, give us feedback about, you know, the sessions you're attending and, um, you know, what you want to learn about. We always ask, you know, what their biggest challenges are that they're, that they're facing. And so that is a huge part of, of shaping the way that I'm planning my programs and making sure that I'm bringing, um relevant content and it's just, you know, keeping in touch with the community and the speakers that, um, you know, the speaker community that I've built too, they're pretty good at being honest and candid with me about, you know, what needs to be on the program and consulting with them about, you know, what they're working on, uh, what projects they're working on at their their company. So that helps me a lot in, you know, keeping my, what is it, your, your finger on the pulse? Is that- yeah.
0: That's true. Yeah. So, and you always learn stuff here as well. Hmm what are you hearing? Is there a theme that you're hearing this year over anything
3: else or anything that's trending in your mind so far? I think so far just from the sessions today, it's it's a lot about just being real and letting consumers see that real side of you. Um, you know, because Walmart this morning presented on, you know, how they approach or their crisis communications strategy and, you know their, their main tenants are, you know, be honest, be real and, you know, cutting out the fake talk, you know, when they're responding to someone on social, they're not going to say sorry for the inconvenience. You know, Micah, um, Laney from Walmart was like, just cut that from, you know, your, your responses on social. So just making sure that the way that you're responding online is, is true to how you would have a real conversation. So it's a lot about, you know, making those connections and, and letting your, um, customers or users see the real side of your brain.
0: So instead of like the scripted call center type responses, so really having a conversation with the
3: customer. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, so that's definitely a theme that I've seen sort of woven in from the few talks I've been able to attend today so far.
0: Super cool. Well, I'm going to let you get back to your lunch, so thank you so much. And uh, we appreciate you for putting on this conference. And again, people are going, what's the conference? What's the conference? Social Media Strategy Summit, and it's here in Chicago just today and tomorrow. And then what's the next city? Uh, We'll be in New York, October 10th to the 12th. And then it comes back around. We're going to do another virtual conference, which I know everybody loves. And then we're back in San Francisco at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. Thank you so much for what you do.
3: Yeah, thanks, guys. See you later. All right. Take care.
0: Oh, my gosh. And guess who we have here? You're not going to believe. We actually have Chris Rudolph
3: in the house. How's it going? Hey,
4: it's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Dean.
0: And and we just found out we have competing sessions. Oh my gosh! How do they do that? I know they put us. You know, well, because we fall into two different tracks. So and what's funny is I'm featuring you guys in our session. So oddly enough. So hopefully you do the same for us. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Anyway, but uh, so what are you learning so far?
4: Yeah, I'm over and over again. I'm seeing the theme of really making social personal and getting back to the roots of. Uh, one-to-one interaction with so many ways that you can scale, uh, you know, social media and digital. Um, I think we're really getting back to the roots of of the one-to-one relationships and making it personal, but using technology to scale that effect.
0: Right. And I've I've worked with you for years. Uh, Chris is with uh, you guys. uh, All of you guys have attended uh, Business Accelerator. And so Chris runs that program for American Family, and so uh, I'm guessing that you're going to pick things up from here and apply that, right?
4: Yeah, you bet. Um, how can we make uh, you know our program more personal and really highlight and make our members the hero of our story and not, not
0: us? And uh, Brianna was just talking about a theme that she's picking up on is that uh, be more real. Don't be this like scripted customer service thing. Brandon, you hearing this? Be more real on social media. So uh, Brendan is in our social media department. So, um, but you know, I think that's a. I think that's um, a note for all of us to think about. Well, it's not just about pushing content out there, but how can we create a conversation with that content? What do you think about that?
4: Exactly. I think uh, you know we we're inspired and we're engaged by stories and conversations. That's like the most primitive form of communication. And uh, no matter, you know, even though, you know, we're in a, a technological uh, technological revolution and things are happening so, so you know, so quickly and uh, we have so much computing power, even in like our, our cell phone, uh, it really comes down to, you know, humans uh, respond to stories and uh, we want to be included and they want to participate in what we're doing.
0: Yeah, and I think, um, you know, it's interesting when I was talking with uh, Ryan Pena, we were talking about the fact that, you know, because we help people tell their stories and then you offer people to tell their stories at Business Accelerator and what's interesting is you also coach marketers on how to tell their story mm-hmm. so so what do you what do you do what what are you know some of the and I think that's a cool thing Do you have a name for that, company that you
4: yeah so my company is called freedom business family so I work with digital marketing consultants who are out on their own and uh, how they can really not only grow their business but do it in a way where they can still spend time with their family and do the things they enjoy, kind of keep that that reason of why they started their company in the first place. They really wanted the freedom.
0: Yeah, for sure. So with that, what do you tell marketers? Because I would think that would be one of the toughest ones to hone in or reel in. How do you tell them? How do you get them to tell their story?
4: Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of times they spend so much time and they're really good at telling other people's stories. So sometimes you just uh, have to ask the right questions and uh, help them focus in and, and, and take time out of their busy day and prioritize, you know, actually doing doing their craft on, the, on their own business. And it's good. To, I think it's good to uh, get others, like a third party, involved with that to be able to help you talk talk out and process um, doing that. Um, and I think uh, it can be really valuable talking to someone who is outside of that that field, just because uh, we all, you know, within our, our niches, we use insider jargon and big words that the average person doesn't really understand. So it's good to have someone who is not you know isn't in the day to day trenches as we are kind of translating that and giving us feedback on what that you know that that story is and I think it's that's just a refreshing way to do it
0: yeah that's uh, it's cool it's interesting you say that one of the things and of course we do our influencer development program and um it's so funny that people don't necessarily get what that means so like you said, we get caught up in jargon but I think what happens is in today's world i think it was microsoft that talked about this that within within seconds hours all of a sudden there can be an entire shift like what happened with uh, snapchat with um who was the tweet that or the post that went out on snapchat that just oh kylie jenner i think that said i'm done i'm done with snapchat and they lost a billion dollars in the market i'm like that was one post you know it's like it's like oh my gosh so um, and, folks, don't be shy. You can ask questions. Whatever social media questions you want, now is the time to ask those. I'll get them answered here. But um, so what do you think about that? You know, we're in a world now where, you know, we come from a planned background, especially in marketing and campaigns. And it's almost like you can't plan as much as you used to, right?
4: Yeah. I. I yeah, I I don't think so. I think you can prepare, and I think that's that's what you know you do at Social Jack and like your influencer program is to really prepare people to like oh, you know what is their story, and so that they know it and can speak to it uh, even off the cuff, or you know every you know piece of content down from their website to some of their social posts or their uh, you know speaking appearances or interactions at a at a networking event are consistent, and uh, so that others can you know can really tell their story for them. Right. um i think that's that's the value of of uh you know working with a company like yours
0: i i'd say the biggest shock i have in our industry is the fact that um you know we're webcasting right now you know we're webcasting we're streaming this is going to turn into our podcast you know this gets archived it goes onto all of our channels some i don't even know i sprinkler no spreaker and stitcher and some of these other ones that i'm like okay so and and I was just on a on a four hour three hour plane ride last night or whatever it was from California and I'm like I'm like okay I'm downloading these podcasts I can listen to them on my own time and I sort of like this but I'm surprised how audio only is still rising you know it's getting even bigger you know what do you yeah. think about this
4: yeah I actually was uh, talking about this exact same topic with a friend of mine Adam Buchanan oh. and uh, he he was just talking he's a, a consultant and. He, he's had stories recently. He just started a podcast not that long ago, but um, he made the comment of like, how many times do you have uh, someone's undivided attention for 30, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes at a time and just the depth and the conversation that you can have uh, with someone. So um, I've also remember being in a, a seminar probably 10 years ago about the power of auditory of how if you hear a little jingle from a, a major brand, they maybe even haven't used that jingle in 20 years, but you can recall it right away. So there's power to the auditory, auditory uh, you know, curing of, of things. Well,
0: It's funny because one of our clients, Sonic Sphere, who we had Greg Allen on a few weeks ago, um, they focus on audio branding. And I go, what's that? And he goes, it's that sound that when somebody hears... You know that sound, they know it's you. And it American Family, you guys have done a good job with taking popular sounds and adopting those almost like influencer audio branding or something. I don't even know what I don't know what to call it, but it's yeah, like the jingle. Yeah, the jingle. Yeah. So you've got the da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, everybody knows that. And then yeah. but you also have the songs uh, by famous artists that have been attached to your brand, like yeah. audio attachment or something.
4: Yeah, that's been a big part of the American Family Insurance brand, of bringing on brand ambassadors over the years, like Philip Phillips. And a song, you know, it uh, it evokes emotion, it, it uh, evokes memories. Um, it, a lot of times when we hear an old song, let's say of a time when we were growing up, like right away those memories come right to you. So I,
0: I, I don't know all the science behind it, but I know it's powerful. Oh, wow, well, we've got a couple questions uh, you want to, uh, oh, Oh, yeah, Lori's uh, singing the jingle right now, so hold on. Let's see. I know she had a, a longer question in here. In terms of marketing, how much do you think certifications are important as far as resume building? So I'm guessing, Lori, that you're a marketer. Um, so what do you think about that? So certifications. I think if if you're oh, – hold on. I think a social jack, social selling certification is a must. I just had to – Yeah, I think
4: you have to uh, – you know, it, it depends on – your context. So if you're going for a job and that's like the, you know, that's part of the the gate that you have to get through, I think it's, it's important. I, you know, a lot of times you can get certifications that you don't really gain that much workable knowledge, but I would say if you're going to spend the time, find a certification that not only is credible and can get you through that gate, um, into your next career move, but actually, uh, learn from it. And I found that over a course of a lot of different fields, go to someone who's in the trenches, and they're not necess- they don't have to have you know the perfect uh, background or the you know have gone to like an Ivy League school. But the people that have used it and have the practical knowledge, I think that's where you learn learn the most.
0: Yeah, and um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. I you know, while and I you know, I teach in grad school our social jack career advancement program, and one of the things I talk about is it's almost like what you said about us we have we have productions that are really framed out like it business accelerator that is that is like a planned production and I'm, i use that as an example of a professional webcast but there's also ways to just create a framing and i think you can do that with your career because things change so fast you just don't know what's going to be hot and next and and you know just like with influencer development we have a ton of people coming to us like help I'm a marketer I don't even my, I'm getting asked to do this and I don't even know where to start so um, I think don't you believe that it's sort of like a dotted line too, where it's like which one do I get and I think you get whatever's gonna serve you next not now that's my thought
4: yeah I think you know there's so there's so many people teaching different techniques and tools and you know it can be overwhelming but I think uh, you wanna look to a leader who who you trust and uh, you know is 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 uh, is where is where you know what you need at the particular time, but it has some experience and go with their system. I I uh, once had a mentor say that uh, don't just copy uh, someone's ta- tactics. You want to like buy and learn systems. So you want to you want to uh, work with somebody who has a system that you can really learn and adopt. And you know maybe that's not the only person you learn from your whole career, but really do a deep dive of that that mentor that teacher and learn their system and uh, get to know them and uh, that that's something that you a system you can refine your know, tactics um, you can you can use but you don't you don't really know if you can uh, if this is you know if they don't have a system you don't know if it's working you don't know what to tweak and adapt but uh, really invest in systems
0: yeah that's a, that's a good call I like that so um, and uh, Lori's also resonating here with um, sort of the storytelling part of it but um, Oh, thanks, Shirley Miller. <laughs> she said I'm a good mentor. <laughs> uh, awesome. Both my parents were teachers, so I'm sort of like have this thing where I'm constantly wanting to teach something, you know. Mm-hmm. So whether you want to learn it or not, I'm going to teach it.
4: Yeah, actually, my mom was a, a career teacher, so I. Oh, really? I, I, what, what grades? Uh, she was uh, elementary, so uh, everything that you need to know, you learn in kindergarten.
0: So. Oh, and um, and and actually, there's an influencer. In Chris's family and she's got a cooking show. Can you tell us about yeah. that? So my uh, 8
4: year old daughter Olivia has her own cooking show called Olivia's Creations. So she loves to cook and bake uh, desserts. How old? She's 8 years old now. She's been doing this for a couple years. And uh, she is just a, a riot. Um, so if you if you happen to check out Olivia's Creations on on YouTube you'll know what I mean.
0: Olivia's Creations.
4: Yeah, but uh, it's been really fun to, uh, to see her journey. She just loves to be on camera and share and uh, and be and be funny. And my wife uh, has some experience doing video editing, so she does that. But uh, it's and great family business too. It, is. Yeah, it, is. Yeah. it well, is. You're
0: working for her, which is sort of cool. Yeah. Usually, you know, I've got Jackson running around here, and he's yeah. he's working. You know, he sort of works for us. But um, well, unless he's doing a production, he yeah. he frames me into his productions. But it's sort of cool having that flexibility in today's world to to bring all that together and to be able
1: to do that
4: yeah I think uh, Jessica who uh, just heard her session of how how Jessica Phillips um, pointed out that you know th- there's so much access today like anybody can be a publisher and a producer and uh, so like why not get started?
0: Well and anybody can be an influencer and all of you are influencers so that's what we tell people because you are you're influencers and we care about you and want you to continue to learn. So did you get lunch yet? I, I did. Okay, good. I just want to make sure that you were able to eat. So, anything else that's resonating with you? Because video is still hot, right? Oh, yeah. Obviously, you and I do a lot of streaming and video and that sort of thing. Anything resonating there with uh, what you're finding out more about video? Yeah, I, I think,
4: uh, you know, over and over again, of, of how can you bring your audience with you, even behind the scenes, not just like on camera? you know, which is very important, you know, let's say you're teaching or speaking at an event, but how can you bring them behind the scenes? So I've been challenged to do that. I don't think I necessarily think of that naturally, but how can you bring your audience uh, behind the scenes? And because, you know, we can, you know, film from, you know, one of these and everyone has, you know, most people have these in their pocket, right. it's, it's really easy to do. So that's been something I've been challenged with.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, what's interesting. Um, one of the challenge I'm seeing is that there's, and I'm talking about this in my session next, um, is is the fact that with social streaming, remember Periscope was like the first one on board. Do you ever go into Periscope anymore? No, I know. Neither do I. anybody online do a Periscope. I'm just trying to find people that are still doing it. But now there's uh, oh, they've got one on the crowd here. So we have um, we have YouTube streaming now. Have you tried that? I have not. I'm not. Tell me a little bit about yours. Yeah, so no. we're going to do that in our next session. So Jackson's hot on YouTube because obviously he manages our channel. But it's literally, there used to be this restriction where you needed a 1,000 followers. You needed to have a certified account. And now, literally, as long as you're an authorized, legitimate, they'll tie it to your phone. But you can go around and, you know, do these uh, type of things where you have these, you know, this is a fancy getup for what uh, we use for social streaming. But it's like you can easily, like I think that was, I want to say it was under $100. But with it has a light, it has a, a, a fuzzy camera thing, and next thing you, you know, a, win, a windshield on there, and then next thing you know, you can go right to YouTube, make sure your phone is, uh, is, is um, you know sort of authorized. They just want to make sure you're legit so they can tie it back to a phone. and you can start broadcasting on YouTube. Wow. So I think you're gonna see a lot more people because of that because Facebook is more about around that particular entity but YouTube is more about showing you constant live shows all the time and now they're going to start they've already started competing with YouTube television and those types of things so I think you're going to see people producing not just like doing more video but producing shows what do you think about that
4: yeah so I think of uh you know Gary V talks about about uh you should be a media company that happens to sell you kind of fill in the blank, and I think that's a way uh, with you know the growth of YouTube and Facebook Live um, that that's that's reality. You uh, to really be effective and and engage with your audience and build strong relationships. Um, you know, you're you're a media company, so why not use uh, video and create your own show? Right
0: on, right on. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, listen, it's been a delight as always. Uh, we're going to make sure we're in your session, so we'll be tweeting live from his session at one o'clock, from my session at one o'clock. What's your session on? on the Content Accelerator Blueprint. So how can you uh, create content
4: uh, quicker and more engaging, uh, even if it doesn't come natural to you? So I'm going to be sharing
0: that. OK, so we'll make sure we tweet that out so you guys learn as well. Thank you All so right. much. Thank you so much. Thanks. Dude, Always a pleasure. It. All right. All right, I think we have some special guests coming up next. Who's next? Uh-oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. All right, so those, uh, so those of you on higher ed, come on. Sit down and uh, don't be shy. Okay, so we have Joe, Joe Allegra, right? Yep, from Temple University. But what's interesting is um, when I went to uh, over by your booth, it didn't say Temple. What did it say? It
5: said the Fox School of Business.
0: I know, the Fox School of Business. So how does that differentiate from what we know as Temple?
5: Sure. So Temple University is the larger school. Uh, within the uh, within Temple University, there's a lot. It's one
0: of the best schools, right?
5: Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> one of the largest business schools. Uh, in the United States, the um, the way that the Fox Business School is there, it's named after Dick Fox. Um, and in addition to in addition to that, there's a bunch of different schools that are associated: the business school, the uh, College of Education, Engineering. So the Fox School of Business is where the MIS department is housed out of, along with the finance, marketing, accounting, um, and this Digital Innovation and Marketing degree, where Amy and I are here uh, talking about.
0: Nice, 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 and um, <clears throat> and I understand you guys actually use influencers as part of your marketing, right?
5: We certainly do. We uh, we run a monthly webinar series uh, in which we bring in uh, executives and uh, leaders in their own space to talk about a certain topic that's hot uh, in the in the market. Um, some of our upcoming uh, webinars that we're running is uh, a webinar on Bitcoin, and then the. Another topic that we're moving into is the transitioning of digital versus online and how marketing trends are uh, established.
0: Yeah and we were just I was just talking with our last couple of guests and the gentleman from Microsoft said how things can change in this area of business, the digital area of business, it can change literally in seconds and minutes and there's a whole dynamic shift. How have you, you know, as a as a school, sometimes that's tough to keep up with that because curriculum, I write curriculum, curriculum is curriculum, and you it takes a while to run it, it takes a while to teach it, and now all of a sudden you have to pivot. How do you guys deal with it?
5: So we're always constantly changing our curriculum. Uh, we are always we need to be You're at- my new favorite we, university. <laughs> we need to be at the forefront. Sorry, Depaul. We we are at the <laughs> forefront of trying to be a, and stay ahead of the curve. Right. Uh, so what we have done in the past is. You know, we have we've curriculum standards that we follow, but if we notice that there's changes that are coming down the pike, uh, we will act quick and make the modifications if within the classroom to adapt to that. So, for instance, we had a pro when we started, we first started the digital innovation and marketing program. Part of the curriculum was a course on mobile marketing. <laughs> Nowadays, everybody's on mobile. <laughs> right. You know, what does so, that mean now? <laughs> so, what exactly does that mean? So. Uh, so it just becomes a little bit of the norm. So that's why we cha- have to change with the times and obviously uh, change to uh, keep up with uh, keep up with the Joneses.
0: Wow. Wow. So so then if you're if you're staying on this fringe with the rest of us, what, what are you learning, and what are you seeing that's that's happening next?
5: Uh, so what what we find is that um, one of the hot areas nowadays obviously is digital marketing uh, business and in, business intelligence is extremely hot uh, data analytics is all another sort of area where I, I mean there's millions and millions of records of data being able to visualize those graphics and sort of uh, make sense of millions and millions of records is is ultimately key so uh, we're always kind of uh looking at looking looking to the uh, future
0: yeah and it's interesting somebody else said um uh you know everybody's chiming in on the tech world always changing and they believe that we're related oh. oh so look at that they said yeah so that a few comments being made in there about that so no we're not related i just like what they're doing so i wanted to feature them cuz i think the fox thing is pretty cool and what you're doing is pretty cool so uh so in terms of being more accessible, being more real. So that seems to be a theme that's coming up too about not being as scripted, not being as planned out, but being a little more authentic and real and in the moment. What's your thought on that?
5: Uh, real and in the moment. Uh, so we, we when we established this curriculum uh, just about four years, four years ago, we had a vision that uh, digital marketing and the people that are in this space it, it was an it was at a need because we determined that there's a lot of people that have done traditional marketing and then there's also a lot of people that have done the IT side. But we've never no, there was no other program that was able to combine both the technology and the marketing into one area. And that's kind of the development of the digital innovation and marketing program. What's also unique about this program it caters to individuals that are working professionals. And the working professionals, busy working working professionals. So the time commitment for this, for the program that we have, is only about four hours a week, Uh, and it's taught by industry experts who are uh, uh, CIOs and social media strategists and uh, bloggers. They have day jobs, so when they um, they practice what they preach, we have a we bring a lot of real world experience into the curriculum, and it's and we don't use textbooks. Uh, it's, wow. it's very focused in on uh, the, uh, the experience uh, from our practitioners and our adjuncts that help us out in this program.
0: Well, that's great. Well, listen, I, I love having you on. So if people want to check out what you're doing with the webinars in the school, how do they find you?
5: So the, um, we, um, so the webinars that we run are on a monthly basis, and uh, you can follow us at, the, uh, ha- um, at, at TU Fox MIS. Uh, our program is uh, Digital Innovation and Marketing. And the uh, the web link is fox.temple.edu uh, forward slash uh, MSDEM.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. We always say ABL, always be learning. So that's, that's our thing. So uh, as part of our academy. So again, we'd love to maybe have you guys on as a guest on our program again. And we loved what you had to say. And we love what you're doing. So keep changing the world, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right, folks. Well, you heard it, man. There's a progressive university uh, just sort of on the next level and and really taking the, the world to the next, uh, you know, everybody to the next place where they want to go. And I think this is an important message for all of us to understand exactly how important it is to continue to learn. Um, yeah, I like that. Laurie says, ABL makes you able. Can you write that down, Brendan? We'll give that... Yeah, Lori Shaloil is uh, on top of that. So, um, so uh, I just want you to understand that we're here to bring you the news. So, if you guys, um, if you guys want to, uh, you know, uh, hashtag Influence uh, Factory, and then also at Get Social Jack, If you monitor, we're going to be tweeting out nuggets from all of these, and hopefully you can pick up on some of that. But if you want us to ask a question, tweet that to us. And while we're here, we'll go up to Microsoft, we'll go up to LinkedIn, we'll go up to whoever you want, and we'll ask them the question. Okay? So anyway, just want to thank everybody for being on today. We're going to cut it a little short so that we can uh, grab some food ourselves. My session is literally in 20 minutes. But uh, as always, we appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, we'll be back in the
1: studio next Wednesday. Right, Jackson? Yes, we will see you guys next Wednesday. Thank you for uh, joining us here live at the Summit, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, so we have uh, uh,
0: McDonald's coming up and a few other folks. So, all right, everybody, we'll see you on Twitter. Stay tuned and ask your questions on Twitter for Social Media Strategy Summit and get the word out. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you on the next program. Take care.